Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks Near You. Marinero, the sick podcast, and we're talking Carrie Price. And uh, we're going to Toronto to talk about Carrie Price. Why? Because my guest... Uh, did some homework, and he's got a lot of real big news to report on the SICK Podcast. He is none other than Steve Simmons of the Toronto Sun. Steve, thanks for doing this, man. Always a pleasure. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. It's the SICK Podcast. The show is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Go to myessentia.com slash SICKPOD and use code SICKPOD for a free pillow with your purchase. Essentia, beyond organic sleep. If you were sleeping... Well, chances are your phone rang and somebody talked to you about what Steve Simmons wrote in the paper. Steve, you talked about Kerry Price, and this was before the news came out a couple of days ago that Kerry Price was entering the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program, voluntarily entering, in which he's going to be in for at least 30 days. But the news you had was regarding Kerry and Seattle. Take us back there. Well, let me first explain what, what the Sunday column I write is, and I've been writing it for 30-some years. It is a collection of notes from every sport and all kinds of people and a lot of phone calls and a lot of text messages and a lot, uh, a whole lot goes into it, which I guess is why it's been as popular as it's been for, for so long. So I was putting my column together for Sunday and I saw, obviously, the news of Carey Price prior to the weekend, and, and we're all, you know, rather upset by, by, by that he's left the team. But in, in fairness, pretty pleased that he's gone and, and taken a step to whatever it is that is going on with him, they're going to attempt to, to make better. So I, I went back to something that I had been told during the summer by a very good source that... Carey Price wanted to be chosen in the expansion draft when he was available and eligible uh, by Seattle and wasn't and remained with the Montreal Canadiens. And I don't think anything ever came out saying which way he was leaning on that. 
but I but I trust my source implicitly on this, and so I thought this is a good time considering that you know prices you know front page news and you know lead story on the national news. It was a good time to use that as a note. Now, just for your reader, your followers to understand, this wasn't a full column. This wasn't a thousand words. This was two sentences in a twenty-two hundred word column. So um, it's it's part of a column, and I stand by it explicitly. But I had virtually no more information than than that. Steve, you know, diehard Montreal Canadiens fans are not going to want to believe that. That's why they're fans, right? Some will say, well, Angela Price wrote in her Instagram post that they had no intention of leaving Montreal and they didn't want to leave. Well, after the fact, I mean, what do you want her to say? You don't want her to say that they wanted to leave either, right? They're staying a Canadian or he's staying as a Montreal Canadian. Listen, there's a lot of reasons why I can believe uh, what you wrote and and why I can trust your source on this one. I mean, if Carey Price absolutely 100% did not want to leave the Montreal Canadiens, he would not even chance it, even if there was a 1% chance of materializing, right? There's no way he would want to chance it. That's number one. Number two, we know that his wife is from the area, very close to Seattle, um, a very short drive. That's number two. Number three, you can imagine having the most pressure job in all of hockey that going from the goalie of the Montreal Canadiens to going to the goalie of the expansion, Seattle Kraken, um, there's a lot less pressure that comes with it. So there's many reasons why I I can believe what you wrote. Well, if you look at at Kerry Price's circumstances, um, and and a few things have have come up. Shea Weber's not playing this year. Shea Weber is a goalie's best friend, is he not? A hundred percent, he is. If you are playing goal, you want Shea Weber on your team. Of course, you if, if, that. if that's right, his goalie, not the other team's goalie. Yeah. he's you, the other team's goalie's worst uh, friend. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, and I've had players tell me this: puck goes into the corner. When it's an average NHL defenseman, you just go. When it, you know it's Shea Weber, you don't go so fast. And so look at it this way. Price had, you know, the playoff of his life last year, getting the Canadians to the finals. Weber's not going to play. Team has been lessened. Um, he has a possibility of going home to where, not just where his wife is from, he's from BC. So, um How far is BC from Seattle? It's close. Now, what you never know is, you know, you know, is that something he said um, with his his family in mind, and not knowing what the Seattle Kraken were going to be or who was going to even be playing for them because you wouldn't have known that prior to, or or was it, um, you know, something that he said in in complete certainty. Yeah, I would really like to start somewhere else. Let's be honest. Playing for the Montreal Canadiens, I don't care what position you play. I don't care, you know, what season it is. It's the most pressured hockey environment in the world. 100%. And I'm living, I live in Toronto, and I'm saying that. There's nothing like Montreal. Nope. And, and so how long has he been there? A decade? 
And he's been great for, you know, in between some health situations, he's been great for the Canadians. But maybe you can only live with that for so long. That I don't know. And again, now we bring in, you know, here he is off to the NHL's, um, you know, I, I'm forgetting the name of the, the program. The uh, NHL, NHL PA Player Assistance Program. Yeah. So now he's in there. Does one have anything to do with the other? We don't know. And, and really, nor should we know. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is his business. It's personal. If he chooses after the fact to share it with us, as happened with Jonathan Drouin, then fine. And But if he says it's my business and it's private, then that's fine as well. And so uh, I understand all, like, there's, I always say there's three sides to every story. Yeah. Yours, mine, and the truth. And in this case, I can I can give you three scenarios probably that are all real logical and all real possible. Let's get to those scenarios in a second. Before we do, actually, a lot more than a decade. Carey Price started off with the Canadians back in 2007. So time flies in the National Hockey League. But you're right. He's been here for a very long time in the most pressured environment in all of hockey. We're talking about the Seattle Kraken. And if you want, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and our sick merchandise as well. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items. So give me those scenarios you were talking about. Well, one is maybe he just had enough of Montreal. Maybe getting to the finals, it, it, he realized that's as far as this team can ever go. And so I have accomplished all I can ever accomplish. That's one. And you can even play Shea Weber into that because if, if an all-time great defenseman isn't playing and you're coming back, then the team inevitably is lessened. So you have that scenario. You have the going home scenario. You know, where he's from, where his family is, where his wife's family is. You know, between the, you know, they're West Coast people. And here's a chance to go to a West Coast situation in a great, great city, by the way. I don't think anybody will doubt, not, not that Montreal isn't a great, great city. Yeah. Montreal is my favorite, you know, five hour drive. Um, and, and Seattle, if you're in Vancouver, is probably your favorite two hour drive. It's a fabulous place. And so there is the possibility of that. And then there's the whole pressure Montreal thing. To go from where every day you're the story, you're what matters. Is Carey Price healthy? How is his knee? How is his hip? Uh, how is he doing? How is he going to play? Will he be able to start the season? Won't he be able to start the season? Is he, you know, is he going to be able to play 60 games? You know, all of those things that, that, are, that are the life of being a Montreal Canadian, unlike anywhere else in two different languages, um, scrutinized like no other, especially after signing that eight-year, $84 million contract with a no movement. Uh, he's had up and down seasons uh, and uh, scrutinized like no one else. Well, the amazing thing with Price that always struck me, and I, I'm a huge fan, um, because maybe his seasons haven't been, as you say, they've been up and down, and they have been. The numbers are all over the place. His when has he had a bad playoffs? Like he has been pretty damn great in the playoffs. The last, I think, the last couple of years, he was particularly good. Yes. I think, you know, I don't think any of us will argue that, that Vasilevsky is now the best goalie in the world. Yeah. But 
Who's number two? Well, listen, um, I, I mean, it might be Carey Price. I, I may, I will never know this for a fact. It's hypothetical, but I maintain that if Carey Price played that Stanley Cup final last year with Tampa and Vasilevsky plays with the Canadians, as good as Vasilevsky is, I think Price wins that cup with Tampa. I mean, he oh, was, yeah. I, I would, he was, I would, he was playing for the much weaker team. I mean, there's no I, doubt. I would agree completely, but I'd say big picture. Like, isn't he the, isn't he Canada's goalie for the Olympics? If, if you know he's healthy and well enough to be able to go, it would be his the, job to lose. He's the guy. In fact, in fact, when when um, when the general manager Doug Armstrong named his three players that you had to name early yeah. on the team, when I was communicating with Doug, I said, "Well, it's pretty easy, isn't it? It's McDavid and it's Crosby and it's Price." And that's what I thought he was going to do, and it came out. You know, Alex Petrangelo was the third guy, and it's former defenseman of his and you know i don't think any of us would argue that alex petrangelo is not an obvious choice and, yeah. and a very good player but i i wonder if price wasn't picked because there was maybe some question as to what was going to happen with him either health wise physically and or mentally of course he is he was coming off that uh, knee surgery in the off season and and um you know once again i thought the whole carry price uh, being left exposed in the expansion draft, like a lot of people were saying, you know, what an incredible risk. Like, it was it was very odd to a lot of people. I know the way it was sold to us that Carey uh, thought that there was a chance that he wouldn't get picked up, and Mark thought there was a chance that he wouldn't get picked up, so they thought it was worth it because they didn't want to lose Jake Allen. But I need people to be realistic here for a second. Do you take even the slightest of chances to expose a carry price, your number one goalie so that your backup goalie doesn't get picked up. You would think that when they're healthy, there's other Jake Allen's on the market and there's not too many carry prices. Well, the fact of the matter is price has been decimated by injuries. He's getting older. He won't get better. And he makes a lot of money. This was, and if he would have been picked up and he would have gone to Seattle close to his wife's home and close to his home, with all due respect to Price, I think it's a situation that everyone would have been comfortable with, Mark Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens included. Well, I have a little more faith in Mark Bergevin as a general manager as maybe some of the people in Montreal do. Um, I don't believe that you expose Carey Price in an expansion draft without full knowledge that Ron Francis wasn't going to pick him. Either you made a side deal, you made an agreement, something. That's how general managers work. I'm going to expose this guy. You pick him. And frankly, I don't remember who Montreal lost. in Hail Flurry. Um, and, and it's like, okay, let's do it this way. And, and I believe that maybe Price was never informed of that. But I believe Mark Bergevin was fully aware that um, that Ron Francis wasn't going to take Price because I can't for a, mag- a moment imagine that you're going to go into this season with all of those kids in Montreal and coming off the year you're coming off and you're going to start the season and you're going to sell people that Jake Allen is your goalie? Listen, uh, it could be. But I'm, I'm, you know, I know this is not a popular opinion, but I'm going to give it anyway. Yes, Price had a fantastic playoff, but overall, 
you can make an argument that Allen had a better regular season. Uh, Allen is much better value going forward for the next couple of years at 2.75 million average. Carey Price has five years left at $10.5 million. Um, and so my opinion is, is that if he was going to get picked up, they were willing to live with it because that contract is an albatross. I used to say that there were untradeable contracts. And then Roberto Luongo got traded out of Vancouver. And then other players have been moved, um, whether it be Subban or, or um, I'm trying to think who else, um, Fleury. Uh, guys, when you look at their deals, like when, when Roberto Luongo was dealt out of, out of Vancouver to Florida at the time, and the Leafs were in on that. The Leafs were trying to get yeah. him at that time. You know, the thinking was, why would anyone want that contract? Um, it, it's too much money for a guy who's seen his better days. There always seems to be someone out there willing to take on one of these contracts, whether it's an owner, whether it's a GM whose job is on the line, whatever it is. I mean, I, I'll, I'm not, the Leafs could never afford Carey Price because they're all up against it dollar-wise. But they're going into a season where they've got a, a $2 million goalie and a $3 million goalie, and they're hoping like heck that one of them is any good. Um, and maybe they'll both be. I don't know. But, but there are teams out there, and there are owners out there, and there are teams that aren't spending to the cap. You know, who knows if the next owner of the Arizona Coyotes, whether that be 15 minutes from now, how often do they change owners there? Yeah, pretty you know, often. You know, what happens if in, in 15 minutes he says, you know what? I want Carey Price. Like, like you don't know that. And, and you'll never, and you never will know that because sports, you know, every time I think in any sport that a contract, you know, Vernon Wells, when he was with the Blue Jays, yep. when a contract is unmovable, somehow people always find a way to move the guy. Steve, there's two huge stories in Montreal. I mean, Carey Price, of course, is one of them ever since he entered the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. And the other one is Mark Bergevin. And when Mark Bergevin met with members of the media the other day, we were told before that presser started uh, that there would be no contract negotiations between him and the Montreal Canadiens for the rest of the season, which leads everyone pretty much to believe that Mark Bergevin will not be the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens next season. Your thoughts on that and who you think could replace him? Well, let me start by declaring that I have a, um, I don't know, I'm a fan to speak of, of Mark Bergevin. Uh, I like the fact that he's aggressive. I like the fact that he does, he makes moves that many other GMs would not move, you know, would not make. Uh, you, you look around the NHL, there's a lot of guys, you don't even know their names, the GMs of teams. Why? Because they don't do anything. They draft, they try and develop, they, they stick in the middle of the pack. You know, Mark Bergevin tries to hit home runs. They don't always turn out. But I have a certain regard for his, his view of the way he goes about, you know, trying to get players and people. And, and even this summer when, you know, you know, this, this was a tough summer. You lose, you know, your best defenseman and, and your leader, and you probably don't know what the status of your goalie is. Yeah. And, he went out, and he went out and made some nice buys. So I'm not as hard on Bergevin over the course of the years other than maybe – I mean, obviously what happened at the draft was, you know, we can 
we can do hours on that. Um, that I, I don't agree with, and uh, you know, I have, I have great trouble with. But I think from a, just building his roster kind of thing, and the development, they've got some nice kit. I mean, the trade that that they made for for Suzuki, and the drafting of Caulfield, and and these are. I mean, I think I think Suzuki's one of these guys you're going to build your team around for ten years. I listen. I, I I hear you on all that, but just getting back to Bergevin, after Julian Breezewell was extended, I mean, if Mark Bergevin's contract would have been done. It would have been done by now. I mean, there are prerequisites to get this job as general manager of the Canadians. It just leads everyone to believe that he will not be the GM next year. Do you have a name? But here's the problem that the Montreal Canadiens have that, in my opinion, they shouldn't have. The roster is not very French anymore. There are very few French players on the Canadians now. Well, there was one game last year, Steve, where they did not have a Quebec-born player in the lineup, and it was uh, the second coming of World War II here. It was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of unhappy people. And this year, uh, they've added several Quebec players. So you already have Jonathan Drouin. Um, you have Samuel Montambeau, who's the backup goalie for now. You have Cedric Paquette. Uh, you have Ma- Matthew Perot. You have David Savard. The point I'm trying to make is any other team tries to hire the best coach they can find, Montreal has to hire the best coach who speaks both languages. That limits your choices. Of course. Montreal has to get a general manager who speaks both languages. That limits your choices. So you say, yeah, Julian Brisebois is signed up. How many guys... Like if you're if you're picking the best coach available right now, you're picking the best general manager available right now. I don't. I can't honestly say that there are people that are bilingual. I Steve, I hear you, but I've lived this for the last twenty years. Oh, you I have to live have here, to. I guess. I'll bet you right now that the next GM of the Montreal Canadiens is going to speak French. Oh, I, I'm. I have no doubt he is, but I'm saying yeah. that limits the owner's ability to get the best person. Whoever that best person is, whoever you choose, you know, and, and let's be honest, we can look around the NHL. You know, I live in a city where we don't even know what our GM is yet. Like he's still kind of, you know, figuring it out and we're trying to figure him out. Um, you know, does it matter that Kyle Dubas does or doesn't speak French in this market? No. But if Kyle Dubas was considered by the Habs to be the next great GM, they can't hire him unless, no. unless he's bilingual. And I, and I think they limit themselves. I don't know what's more important. Maybe the GM doesn't have to speak French, but the coach does. Like, because the coach is out there every day yeah. with the media. The GM is not out there every day. In fact, Bergevin is quite elusive. He doesn't he doesn't talk to the press a lot. Uh, he's not one of these guys who's out there every day. Uh, so maybe, you know, to me, I, I would, if I'm, if I'm Molson, I'm hiring the best guy. I don't care whether he, you know, I don't care what what Rajon Tremblay or whoever else is is going to yell about in the newspaper. Um, you know, to me, that's the important thing is that if the hockey team is great, no one's going to care that he doesn't speak French, and and that, I think that's important. A lot of people will say here, here to that Cherry River hot seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives, Steve. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and the beer store. Listen, I know we don't know. We're all wishing the best for Carey Price, but um, I want to get a couple of predictions from you. 
number one, um, does Kerry Price represent Canada at the Olympic Games? Yes. That's a prediction, and, and, and it's based on how long most players spend in the program, in Dr. Shaw's program. And not all of them, frankly, not all of them succeed, you have to understand. You know, not everybody comes out of there better off than they went into it. They've had some failures along the way, and some families I know are very angry with Dr. Shaw and, and that program, including the family of the late Derek Bugard. Um, uh, so we don't know. So let's, let's, let's assume two months right from now, just, just to be safe. So we're talking October, November. I think Price has to be in some form of goaltending by January. And if he is, and because if you look around, who's your goalie if it's not him? Is it Marc-Andre Fleury after that? Is it Jordan Bennington? Is it, Like, who yeah. is it? It's not a – this is the, the thinnest field of Canadian goalies ever. And so I think they're going to give Carey Price every opportunity to be that guy if he can be that guy. One or two more. Do the Canadians make the playoffs? I haven't gone through the entire thing. I think they're going to be right you know, on the cusp, you know, that division is so tough. They're clearly, in my opinion, four teams better than them in the division. They're going to have to be in the, in a wild card spot. And now it depends on how, what happens with, you know, Pittsburgh or Washington or those teams on the other side. Um, It's it's too hard. They're going to be within five points either way. And since you're in Toronto, um, if the Leafs don't make it past the first round of the playoffs this year, what will happen? I think Sheldon Keefe will be fired. I don't know about anyone else. Um, for Leaf ownership is not like most ownership. It's not a person. It's, it's a board. And it's a board of two major companies, the two largest media companies in Canada, who – fight on everything else but their sports ownerships. So will Bell and Rogers agree that maybe Brendan Shanahan should go, maybe Kyle Duba should go, maybe everybody should go if they don't make it past the first round again? Um, This is the first season I can honestly remember that nobody cares what happens between October and April, and and the Leaf season starts on, on April the 5th or whatever the playoffs start. Steve Simmons among the list of uh, the greatest names to join uh, the sick podcast of the Toronto Sun. Thanks, Steve, for this honor. We'll talk to you soon, man. Always a pleasure. Be well. Thank you very much. You too. Now time to make some money. It's time for Sick Picks. Brought to you by MyBookie. Place your bets on MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code SICKPICKS to double your deposit. Bet, win, get paid. I'm going to give you value plays in the National Hockey League with the season set to open up. Some value plays. The player who's going to score the most goals, David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins. That's a great value play. Um, The best goalie in the National Hockey League at the end of the year, Darcy Kemper of the Colorado Avalanche. That's a great value play. The top point getter in the National Hockey League. And, of course, the odds-on favorite is Connor McDavid. But I'm going to give you a value play. We're going to go with Nathan McKinnon and the Rookie of the Year, the Calder Trophy. 
We're going to go with the value play. We're going to go with Spencer Knight, goalie of the Florida Panthers. Those are my picks. I'm Marinero. Till next time, the Sick Podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River Hard Seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.